Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Well, I already whispered to the kids the things to listen for this morning, so I'm just going to jump right in. I was in an email conversation earlier this week with one of our members, Nana Landgraf, who's watching at home, and she asked me, how's your love affair with whales? Have you mentioned them lately and I missed it? Well, I have not mentioned, other than the children's time just then, I have not mentioned whales in a while, but don't worry, I have a story for you today. You may have actually heard about this one, because it's been getting a huge range of of publicity. It's about a killer whale named White Gladys and her pod. Now, let me start by saying that there is a great debate in the marine community about what we should call killer whales. You see their Latin name, or sinus orca, hence orca whales, but their common name is killer whale, as they are rather impressive predators. They're basically the only thing that great white sharks are afraid of. So there are some people who worry that these whales get a bad rap because of their common name, and so they only call them orcas. And then there are others who never call them orcas because we don't walk around using the Latin names of any of the other whales when we're just talking about them in casual conversation, as you do. And so they only call them killer whales. Well, surprisingly, I don't have a strong opinion about this one. I try to figure out what the people around me prefer to call these whales, and then I use that language. It's like a marine science version of cultural humility. In any event, orcas live in pods that are matriarchal, and the older women in the group teach the younger ones all sorts of skills. They teach their younger whales their food preferences and how to hunt. They even teach them how to play games. Different pods of orcas in different parts of the world have different practices and different traditions, different cultures, and these ways of being are passed down from one generation to the next. White Gladys and her pod live in the area of the Strait of Gibraltar around the Iberian Peninsula, that strip or strait of water between Spain and Morocco that separates Europe from Africa and connects the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. Apparently, a lot of yachts sail through this part of the sea. Some are sailed by their owners, and others are being sailed by people who have been hired by their owners to be transported between the places where these owners would like to hang out on their boats. Now, I don't know anything about yachts, but I get the sense that these are real pricey boats. And Gladys has taken to playing with these boats. Now, you will notice that I did not say attack. If you've heard this story in the news, you've maybe heard the theory that Gladys was hit by one of these kinds of boats in the past, and so is teaching her pod to attack them. Now, having read the opinion of many scientists, because let's face it, that's what I do on my spare time, I don't think that's what's happening. I think what is happening is that Gladys and her pod have decided that this is a pretty fun game. It's a fad. Fads have been documented in other orca populations in the past. For example, there was a pod in the Puget Sound that took to catching salmon and then wearing them around on their heads like a hat. 
And they taught other pods of unrelated whales to do this too. And it lasted for a few weeks, and then they kind of moved on, just like, you know, bell bottoms or fidget spinners, a fad. So while killer whales are fierce hunters outside of captivity, there are no documented cases of orcas hunting or even going after humans. There is documentation of killer whales named Port and Starbird hunting great white sharks only to eat their liver and nothing else. I'm sorry, that's gross, but really impressive. So that shows you that they know what they're doing. And if they wanted to eat you, they could, but they don't. They're not attacking boats because they're trying to kill humans. They are playing. However, the Mary, the mother of Jesus, badass prophet, lover in me, loves the idea of White Gladys and her pod singing together the words of Mary from the Gospel of Luke. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in my God and Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. I'm ready to grant Gladys sainthood. The story of the Orcas has caught on because of the way in which it is subverting the normal order of things, which sounds pretty much like all of the stories that I know about Jesus. Fast forward a few chapters in Luke, and you get to the passage that we read this morning, where we hear that Jesus has been invited to have Sabbath dinner at the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees. This is an important man and an important meal that Jesus has been invited to, and the author makes sure to tell us they were watching him closely. Now, Jesus was no fool. He was watching them closely, too. And he noticed how people were working the room to get their seat in a place of honor. Instead of calling them out by name, Jesus tells them all a story. And he tells it in a way that addresses their deepest fears of rejection and humiliation. It's almost like a column from Miss Manners. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit at the place of honor Go and sit at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher and you will be honored. And then he throws in a zinger. All those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all those who humble themselves will be exalted. But it doesn't stop there. (laughs) No, as the Pharisees are chewing on that bit of truth, Jesus pulls his host aside and gives him more to think about. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors. Invite those who cannot repay you. Jesus is subverting their status quo, something for something narrative. He is once again turning the world upside down and bringing low the rich and exalting the poor, leveling the power brokers, and uplifting the orcas, I mean outcasts. I imagine Jesus was thinking, hey, friends, stop being jerks. You're just not as important as you think you are, so cool it. 
Try eating with some new friends, listening to their stories, understanding what life is like for them, learning from them for a change. And 2,000 years later, guess what? This message still preaches. Time and again, we forget that hospitality is something we are instructed to offer everyone. And to truly offer hospitality, you must lift the needs of the other before your own. You can't be upset that a whole bunch of orcas are dismantling your boat when you knew that there were orcas thinking this was a pretty cool game and you still sailed your yacht into the middle of them. Just like you can't be only kind and welcoming to people who look like you, talk like you, or dress like you. You have to be kind and welcoming to people whose life experiences and cultural expressions are vastly different than your own. And you have to be willing to be welcomed by these folks in return. This, this is how we entertain angels without knowing it. This is how we learn from one another. This is how we see and experience Christ in our midst. God doesn't care if you're a CEO or a dishwasher, a pastor or a bus driver, a millionaire or a person just trying to make ends meet. The status we confer on each of these positions is just that, status conferred by humans. Jesus is highlighting in this passage the very thing that God cares about. Do you put others before yourself? Do you act graciously and generously to people whether or not they can return the favor? Are you motivated by love and connection for your neighbor or by status and power? These are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves every day when we do the ordinary mundane things like choose where to shop or what movies to watch or where to go to dinner, how to vote, how to make decisions in our workplaces, how to talk to our children about the world, how we define success. If success is making it to the top and being the most important in the room, friend, you have missed the boat. Or maybe you got on the boat and the orca sunk it low. We are instructed to offer hospitality to everyone by living our lives with humility. Showing hospitality does not always mean accepting the opinions or decisions of those you are with. There are times when the opinions and actions of those around us need to be called out as hurtful or hateful. But in so doing, we must interact with these people with respect and grace and dare to believe that there might be something to learn in that moment, and the thing we might learn might just be how to stand up and use our voice. And it might be that we have the power to help change the world by acknowledging the places in which we have messed up and said harmful things, and helping others to see that they too can find a new way forward. I have the responsibility to call out and protect others from harmful behavior, but I can't just sit on my high horse and point my finger at all the bad people while believing I'm doing everything right, because I'm not. Jesus' challenge to humble ourselves is no joke. It's not easy, and it presents itself in a million unexpected circumstances that we are called to navigate our way through, but it is not to be ignored. For who knows what angels or orcas might be in our midst. Alleluia.
and amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.